stories brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real-life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories. I'm your guest host, Johnny T. And today my guest is Bruce Borzniak. Bruce has been in the sports industry his whole life. He is very avid and and passionate about it. He's also been a podcaster and he has one of the top 2% most popular podcasts globally called Now Hear This Entertainment. In 2014, Bruce also started a new podcast called Catholic Sports Radio. Welcome to the show, Bruce. How are you doing? Good, Johnny. Thank you for having me here. I appreciate it. It's awesome to have you on the show. Obviously, your faith has been a big part of your life. So tell me a little bit about your faith and how that impacted you and how it also brought you into this media-driven world of sports. (laughs) Well, you know, faith has been with me since the day that I was born because I was raised in a very traditional Catholic household. And so there was no question about going to Catholic Mass every Sunday and getting all the sacraments. And I attended a Catholic school from kindergarten through eighth grade and then went on to public school school in in ninth grade. And even though from there on out, I didn't get any Catholic education formally, it was still just very much a part of who we were as a family, who I always was, and always just really pursued my faith, I think, with a very inquisitive eye. I think I, by my nature, am very inquisitive. And I think that kind of walks me towards your question about how do you all of a sudden incorporate that into this content creator media world that we're in. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because on my LinkedIn account, I have a blurb on there that basically says, I made peace with the fact that I was blessed with the gift of gab because you hear that expression and it's usually rather joking, but I really feel that the Lord blessed me with that because it is a way for me to spread the word of God through the medium that you and I know as podcasting and so many others around the world have come to know as podcasting. You and I from the host side. And I love that you asked this question right out of the gate because it has occurred to me that this is something that we really can use for what you and I do, which is to evangelize through podcasting. And my spiritual director once told me wonderfully, God is in everything. And he went through this amazing list of the things that you would never think about, like a fork, which helps you eat and as a result, keeps you nourished. And he went into things like medicine and he went into things, the list went on. And so we know that God is everywhere and God is in everything. So why isn't he in podcasting? He is. Because (laughs) through the technology that we have, you and I are able to sit behind our microphones and we're able to help spread his word. So I felt a calling to it. And to me, it was a natural fit because as you said, I had started the other podcast in 2014. And when I looked around and I thought, all I've been doing my whole professional career is sports. As I just told you in the audience, I've only known the Catholic faith my whole life, nothing else. And so why not bring those together with all this experience I have in podcasting with all this equipment around me? It's kind of one of those things where how could you not do it? (laughs) Yeah. You know, Bible says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. And, you know, there's times when we're, we can be very young and we can grow into an understanding with a real passion of an undeniable thing that we just have to do with our lives. You know, and God gives us those gifts to support that vision and that calling in our heart. So yeah, that's fantastic to hear that. You've been involved in broadcasting and, and so on at an extremely high level. 
maybe tell us a little bit about some of that. I worked in the National Hockey League for 10 seasons and concurrent with the final six of those, I worked for a National Lacrosse League team, North America's premier pro indoor lacrosse league. And I fell in love with it so much and was doing some radio broadcasts of the team that I was working for that I actually moved up to work for the league office itself. So for three years, I was the vice president of public relations for the National Lacrosse League. And at the league office, you're not beholding any one team. You're working for the greater good of the sport and you're working for the benefit of all the teams there. And that league got to a point where it was ready to move. And I, in my own life, was ready to move. And I'm literally talking geographic in both cases. So I made the move to Florida and I started getting flown back and forth to broadcast lacrosse games up in Columbus, Ohio. Then I was driving back and forth to Orlando and I was doing broadcasting there. Then I got a job for 10 and a half years in the Olympic movement. And I was the chief press officer at two Olympic games, Athens 2004 and Beijing 2008. But along the way, we had competitions all around the world. And I can clearly remember sitting in a press box in Venezuela, broadcasting world championship fast pitch women's softball games from there. And that moved into eventually what I still do today, doing college broadcasting of men's and women's lacrosse games at the University of Tampa. So this gift of gab, as I said, has really followed me around, which is funny because in college, even though my degree was in media communications, I thought my focus was going to be on broadcasting. And when I ended up going into public relations, broadcasting followed me anyways, as a lot of us so often find in sports. And now here I am all these years later, not employed as a full-time member of the UT staff, but still broadcasting lacrosse games for the University of Tampa. So it has been wonderful. And then, as I said, finding podcasting and starting up the other show in 2014 led me to start my Catholic Sports Radio podcast in February 2019. Right. So just before we get to that Catholic Sports Radio podcast, let's talk a little bit about your music and entertainment podcast. As you said, you know, your whole life has been centered around your faith in God, which is an awesome thing. Have you found that the individuals that you've interviewed in the music entertainment industry, I know there are a lot of them that are fairly vocal about their faith in God, but do you find that they're becoming more open with their faith in recent years than they used to be? I do. I do. And there are obvious times when I clearly am going after a Christian guest who I know we're just going to be talking about God and faith and their Christian music. But at the same time, to your question, yes, there are guests who are doing other genres of music who are very open in our conversations. And I'm not even talking about just using the throwaway expression, I'm really blessed. They will tell you why they're blessed and they will tell you that they know God and they will tell you how they know that God is a part of what they're doing. And yes, they will talk about their struggles, but they also give praise to God because they know that they're blessed to be given the opportunities that they are being given. And it does my heart good to sit on this side of the microphone and listen to them, not knowing in a lot of these cases that side of them, because all you see is all they're doing musically. And when you read an entertainer's bio nine and a half times out of 10, there's not going to be any mention of their faith in there. So it really does my heart good when these conversations really just kind of happen organically, where all of a sudden you find out that this person is a believer and that they would be just as happy to talk about their faith as they would their music. Absolutely. And I think that's the same for anybody, yourself, myself included, and anybody that's listening. They're just like everybody else. They have struggles, they have victories, you know, they have blessings, difficult things to go through. 
Have you found in your own life that you've had some of those challenges and struggles that you've gone through where your faith has really grounded you and and brought you through those things? Have I ever? Have I ever? Everything from two open heart surgeries to a very emotional divorce to a motorcycle accident. I've had two strokes. I did come down with COVID. I was hospitalized for it. It was quite bad. And the fact that if someone saw me right now, they would say, I don't believe a word that he just said about any of those things because he looks like a person perfectly healthy guy. And Johnny, that's a case of you really have to take a step back and look and say, God must have special plans for me to get through all of that and not have a scar on me. Okay. I do have the big incision down my chest (laughs) from the two open heart surgeries, but to look the way I do, you look at yourself and I'm talking about me now. And you say, God must have special plans for me to let me get through all of that. And I will tell you that for my second open heart surgery, they were wheeling me away from my family and about to take me back. And my way came to me to give me a kiss and I looked at her and at the time of that surgery I was 37 years old and just before they took me away the last thing I said is remember that Jesus only lived to the age of 33 and I hope I come out of this I said but if not he blessed us with me being here even longer than his own son so just remember how much God loves us and I'm getting chills right now saying that because I said that with every sincere bone in my body to her because I know that that is a very difficult time to be the family waiting in the waiting room where the doctor has come out and said I'm going to do everything I can but I can't make any guarantees that's about as serious as it gets. And so I wanted to put that in perspective and make sure that we understood that God is going to be present through all of this, regardless of the outcome. And he will be with the surgeon and he will be with me and he will be with all of you in the waiting room. But use those moments to go to him and remember to also use those moments to go and thank him when the surgery is successful. And when it's just a Tuesday afternoon and the sun is shining, it doesn't have to be. We only go to him in moments of need and moments of crisis. I have had the opportunity to certainly, as you've heard, go to him for everything, for those times when it's a challenge of calling and saying, I'm in a hospital in Daytona Beach, I just got in a motorcycle accident, to things like, wow, I just got hired at the International Softball Federation, and I'm going to be going to the Olympics. And then it's everything in between, right? Because my spiritual director during that time of my divorce, he was telling me, we all kind of do that roller coaster ride. And he said, you know, if you think of it more like kind of a pilot that's in an airplane looking out the window, you know, there's going to be some ups and downs that he goes through. He says, but you know, you just want to kind of hope that there's more ups and downs, but but really just try to keep it level, you know, and, and, and keep looking ahead and don't look back and be sorrowful and hang your head because you're only thinking of those valleys. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that's something that I hear a lot. And you probably have heard this phrase yourself, there's no atheist in foxhole. So it's very easy for people to call out to God when they're challenged with facing death or facing cancer or facing whatever it might be. You know, the imminence of death tends to propel people's faiths in magnificent ways, right? Even if they've never served God their whole life. But it's those smaller moments and those smaller challenges, I think, where we struggle sometimes to realize that the same God that it's there for us at those critical moments is the same God that's there for us at those small challenges where we need him just as much. Yeah. And this is going to sound very alarming to the audience. But when I go back to that statement that I made before, where my spiritual director said, God is in 
everything. And he mentioned something like a fork and he mentioned things like science and medicine and what technology has availed to doctors and the like. He even said that God is in divorce. And that one stopped me in my tracks. And I said, hold on, I'm going to challenge you on that one. And he said, Bruce, think of someone who is being physically abused by their spouse and they are in trouble. They need to get out. That is a vehicle that allows them to go to safety and to not have to withstand that. And I thought, wow, that's why you're wearing the collar and not me, Father, because (laughs) the initial reaction is, no, he's not in this or no, he's not in that. And that's part of what my ministry is, is for people to say, well, why are you trying to talk about faith and sports together? God is not in sports. God is in everything. He's in this conversation that you and I are having right now. He's in a routine day when someone goes to the office and works nine to five and comes home and thinks, I didn't see God there. He was there. Absolutely. I've read your website and some of your bio and things like that. Watch your YouTube video about how you ended up starting Catholic Sports Radio. So maybe you could share that with our audience. I know what it is, but I'd love to hear you tell it face to face. Yeah, and I'll do the short. Or ear to ear, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll do the short version, but I was on a riverboat in Brazil and I knew this was going to be my last trip with the International Softball Federation. I was on a business trip and part of this trip that I was on, we were being given a tour, you might as well call it. And so we're on the Amazon River and I'm on this riverboat and I'm below deck and wondering why is no one else down here? Why is everyone up top? And what am I missing out on? The view seems okay from down here. And when I finally went up there, I went, oh, (laughs) that's what I'm missing out on. That's why everybody's up here. So I had already kind of made peace that when I got back to Florida, I was going to give my two weeks notice because there was something that I thought I was going to go pursue with someone else that was going to be kind of a ministry, so to speak. But to go back to the story about being on that boat. So there I was, I thought I already had peace about that, but I sat down and just really enjoyed the beauty all around me. And all of a sudden, call it the Holy Spirit, call it the voice of God, whatever it was, all of a sudden laid on my heart, look all around you, Bruce, what do you see? And I thought, nothing but water. And of course, we all know there's so, so, so many stories in the Bible about water. And that's the way it was being presented to me. And so I thought, wow, this is pretty impactful. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm going to really kind of be more attentive here. And so as I really kind of shifted really more into that type of mindset and looking in that way, it came to me next what is your favorite story in the Bible, Bruce? And I thought, well, that's easy. It's the one where the apostles are in the boat and Jesus is asleep and the water starts to get in and they're waking him up, panicking, saying, my gosh, you know, look at what's happening. Save us, get us back to safety. And so he brings them back to shore and says, guys, didn't you have faith? And that's always been my favorite Bible story. And I thought, yeah, I get it. I see it. Here I am in this boat and wow, okay, this is very appropriate. So my gosh, I'm, I'm really touched that this is two different messages that I got here. But of course, there's so many things that happen in threes in the Bible that that the next one that came to me was throw down your nets, let's go be fishers of men. And I thought, wow, never mind the boat aspect of that, but that is what I'm about to do. I'm about to throw down this net that has been my job for the last 10 and a half years that has taken me to, I want to say it was 17 countries around the world, some of them more than once. And I was about to throw down that net just to go follow Jesus. And so to me, that was almost kind of a hug saying, this is what I'm calling you to, Bruce. You know, And you can take comfort in knowing that you're coming alongside me. So I did 
did that. And kind of interesting that it ended up falling apart less than a year after I left to pursue it. But yet I never lost that concept, Johnny. I never lost that desire. I never lost that calling. And so, as I said earlier on in our conversation, when it came to looking around and seeing, let's take stock of everything I have here, which is all this equipment, all this experience I have in podcasting, I thought there is my opportunity to resurrect the concept of the intersection of one's faith life and sports life and really bring this out as a ministry. Well, you know, it's interesting when you were telling that story, it made me think about Peter when he saw Jesus coming on the water and he said, well, come on, step out on the water. He goes, okay, here I go. And he steps out on the water and immediately he sank. And it sounds just like that, but that faith and that vision never left your heart, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So how did that begin? Tell me about your Catholic sports radio. I know it's not specifically for Catholic listeners. So tell me about that. Tell me what you've seen throughout all the many interviews that you've done. Yeah. And and that in itself is a great question because of what I have seen over three years of doing the show, which was initially thinking, well, okay, this is all I have to do. I'm very familiar with podcasting. So I'm just going to make sure I've got enough people here that will be guests. And you're absolutely right. You do not have to be Catholic to listen to Catholic sports radio. It's called that because the guests are all Catholic. And in the podcast world, we know that it's really beneficial to niche down. But the stories that these guests are sharing, the testimonies, so many of them, and there's tears that get shed by some of them because their witness is so impactful. And I'm so touched to be in this seat as the vehicle for them to be able to deliver these stories to whoever's heart needs to be touched by whatever they have to say. And so there I sat in the end of 2018 saying, this is what I'm going to do. And I had this list and I was puffing my chest out and feeling good about myself and saying, look at this. I got like 45, 46, 47, 48 names. Yeah, this is good. I can do this. I can start this up. Well, wait a second. Can I start this up? Because I have to get a hold of all those people and then they all have to say yes. And even if I can check both of those boxes, that's not even a year. So I started to rethink it and I started to backpedal and I started to question, should I really do it every week? And all of a sudden, Johnny, it hit me, the presence of Satan. And I thought that's what's happening right now. Satan doesn't want this to happen at all because he doesn't want the Lord's name lifted up any more than it already is, not to mention outside of a Sunday. And so I recognized that's what was really at play here. And I actually got angry. And so then I said, well, now I am going to do it and I'm going to do it every week. And it was as though at that point, God said, Bruce, you just do the podcast. I will get you the guests. And so I sat behind the microphone and did what I knew how to do. And he took over. And I really liken this, Johnny, to the story of the fish and the loaves, because in that case, you know, they looked at Jesus and then they looked at the crowd and they said, how are we possibly going to sustain this? Look at what we have here in this basket and look at how many of them there are out there. And in my case, it was, how am I going to sustain this, Lord? Because you see what's in my basket, meaning this list of 45, 46, 47, 48 names. And I want to sustain this over some time to come. I don't want this to be a one and done kind of thing. And so it's truly amazing that they continue to pass out the fish and the bread and it just continued to multiply. And in my case, I keep looking at the list and I keep looking at the list and I keep looking at the list and I go, where did all these names come from? How is it now up to, I think about 390 and it's only been three years that I've been doing this. And okay, sure. I could sit here and tell you a lot of guests refer other guests, but the real work that's being done there is the Lord's hand is on it. And I am blessed to have found favor where he 
he has given me so many people to talk to and that I am just the vehicle. I am just the mouthpiece for them to get their stories out because one person, two people, 10 people, 100 people are going to be impacted by something that they say. And I had a potential guest recently write to me. I had sent him an email telling him I'd like to have him on the show. And he said, I would love to learn what the mission of Catholic Sports Radio is. And I thought, thank you for asking that question. (laughs) Because I think it's fair. And I think your audience deserves the answer as well. But I think that lies at the heart of why I started this. Because as I mentioned before, you know, God is in everything. So yes, he can be in sports. But at the same time, I think what happens, Johnny, is people get so, so, so caught up in sports. And remember, this is from a guy who has spent his whole life working in sports and someone who is a rabid sports fan. And there are a lot of wonderful qualities about sports. And I say this as part of one of the pillars of my ministry. There's things like good sportsmanship. There's things like physical fitness. There's things like teamwork. However, we worship God and God alone. We don't worship sport. And so that's one of the messages that I want to deliver. And another pillar of my ministry is, and I said this in this email back to this person who is a potential guest, is I said, someone might need sports, unfortunately, as the thing that gets them back to their faith. So there's three people. There's the person who has completely fallen away from their faith. And all of a sudden they're going to go, sports? What? He's talking about sports somehow? And they're And all of a sudden he listens and goes, yeah, I guess maybe I should start going back to church. The second one is the one who goes every Sunday, but it's just to check the box and to say, I went. But he or she is not listening. They're just there to punch the time clock and that's all. And all of a sudden they hear Catholic Sports Radio and they say, you know, I think this is a wake-up call. I think I really need to start being more attentive. I think I need to start engaging further. I need to participate. And so third one then is the person who is already on fire for their faith. And they say, yes. Amen. I love what you're doing. And I'm going to go even further now because you've got me so amped up on Jesus that I'm going to join another another ministry at church or I'm going to whatever their involvement is. Or maybe they're going to say, I pray the rosary three days a week, but now I'm going to pray it five days a week. So, you know, that's kind of what this vehicle is. And it is to show the listeners that some of these people who we think have it all together and some of these people who we think must have a perfect life, that they're suffering the same challenges we all are and sharing with the audience how they're coping, but also how they're bringing their faith into their sports to help get them through the highs and the lows that we talked about before. Amen. That's awesome. So let me wrap it up with this. If you were going to tell our audience one thing about God, what would that be? I would go to Luke 137, which is for nothing is impossible for God. You know, if you look at me, I'm not ordained. I'm not a theologian. I am, someone would say, uh, the expression, a regular guy. And God can use all of us to further the kingdom. And so if you look at who Jesus picked as his apostles, someone might say, well, why are you doing Catholic Sports Radio, Bruce? Who are you to sit behind that microphone and do it? Well, who are those 12 to follow Jesus and be the ones to start the church for him? So nothing is impossible for God. That's what I would tell anyone that's listening. And that could be very, very wide ranging, Johnny. That could be the person who thinks there is no hope because they lost their job. That could be the person who thinks that their end times because their health is so bad. That could be insert other challenge here, because as you said at the beginning, you know, we have all been through a lot of different trials and tribulations, but 
nothing is impossible for God. Amen. I agree hundred percent with that. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you about God first and foremost, and the avenues that he's given you into a, a media that so many people are passionate about. Thanks again for being here. And I hope that I can get you back another time. My pleasure, Johnny. God bless you and your audience. God bless you too. Take care. Sometimes this world so disheartening and troubles abound. And tomorrow, I just another mountain. Today, I can't even climb. And you feel like crying All your blues away Sometimes You gotta lose it all Before you find a way Sometime hard luck and sorrow The best teacher you're ever gonna find Why you learn more in the valleys, my friend On any mountain top And your heartaches, they stand like sentinels All around the price you pay Sometimes you gotta lose it all Before you find your way Sometimes you have to hit the wall you see the light of day But I know You're gonna find There's a way Oh yes you will
know you'll find there's a way. Somebody say, man, I know there's a will, there's a way. Yes, I know you're gonna find I hope that you have enjoyed the last half hour as much as I did. Thank you again to Refuge Ministries Canada for hosting the show. So until next Friday, may God richly bless you with peace, love, and happiness. We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. That's 519-701-0108. God bless you.